0: Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Thursday, August 31st. Buying a home in Canada today is beyond the means of many individuals, but teaming up with friends or family members is a popular solution. A new report from Royal LePage shows that co-ownership of Canadian homes is being driven by affordability challenges in many major markets, with 32% of respondents citing interest rate hikes as a key factor in their collaboration. Of those who own a home with someone other than their spouse or significant other, 89% do so, with family members, while 7% have teamed up with friends and 8% have bought with someone who's not a friend or family member. Many of the co-owners live together in the home, 44%, while 28% co-own but do not cohabitate, and 6% said that none of the co-owners live in the property, which has been bought for investment or recreational purposes. The decision to live together, including co-owning a home, is a decision increasingly made for financial reasons. Three-quarters of co-owners said that affordability was a major motivating factor in their decision to co-purchase their property, rising to 83% of those aged 25 to 34, and 49% said they would not have been able to buy a home on their own. Two thirds of survey respondents said they co own a detached family home, a segment of the Canadian housing market that saw a rally in the second quarter, while 19% share an attached home, such as a townhouse or semi detached property, and 13% share a condo or apartment. Global banking group UBS has beaten earnings expectations and beaten the record for quarterly profit in the banking sector. The Swiss headquartered firm posted its results in the early hours of Thursday morning, revealing net profit of 29 billion US dollars for the second quarter of. Of 2023, its first quarterly result since its emergency takeover of Credit Suisse. Underlying profit for the firm was $1.1 billion. While the net profit included $29 billion of negative goodwill from the Credit Suisse acquisition, the profit surge was attributed to the difference between the $3.8 billion that UBS paid for its failing rival and the value of the acquired firm's balance sheet. The modern record for US and European lenders' profit was previously held by JP Morgan Chase & Co, which reported $14.3 billion in the first quarter of 2021. Among the bright spots in the results was UBS Global Wealth Management, which recorded its highest second quarter net new money in over a decade at $16 billion, with momentum carrying over into the third quarter. The firm also reported that the Credit Suisse franchise was now broadly stabilized, with net deposit inflows of $18 billion. UBS says that the integration of the two banks will be done in stages, however this will come with some pain. Reuters reported Thursday that there will be a total of 3,000 job losses, with 1,000 redundancies resulting from the integration and another 2,000 from restructuring. Canadians are doing what they need to as the cost of living continues to stretch their household budgets. Despite inflation starting to ease, higher everyday expenses are demanding more of incomes and depleting savings, which can lead to cash flow problems. But A new report from TransUnion shows that credit is being leveraged to increase consumers' liquidity in the short term, although building up higher debt burdens could be risky, especially if interest rates remain elevated. The firm's Q2 2023 Credit Industry Insights report reveals that the rising consumer demand for credit for liquidity purposes is rising consistently. The report is a measure of consumer credit health trends, focusing on demand, supply, consumer behaviour and performance. It rose 1.6 points year over year in June to 106. This was in line with pre-pandemic levels. The share of Canadians having outstanding credit balances increased by 3.3% quarter over quarter, but spiked almost 9% year over year for sub-prime borrowers. Average balances also grew, led by card balances at just over $4,000, up 9% from the prior year. Higher spend rates with the driver, the average consumer spent $2,100 on their cards in the second quarter of this year, up 1.5% from the same period last year. Subprime consumers spent $1,300, up 4%. As spend increased, the amount that consumers paid against their card balances each month reduced by 2.8% year over year. New credit applications were up 17% year-over-year and origination volumes grew 12%, with lenders showing a greater risk appetite with subprime supply up 16%, compared to 6% for the prime and better segments. TransUnion's data shows that Canada's youngest adults, those in Gen Z, are most likely to be struggling to keep up their credit payments. This cohort recorded a 13 basis point rise in delinquencies in the second quarter of 2023 and has seen a notable rise in new credit originations in recent quarters. Experiencing rate hikes for the first time, many Gen Zs will have suffered payment shock. Although Canadian consumers are showing resilience overall, there is concern that debt levels will cause further increases in delinquency rates as current macroeconomic conditions persist. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters plus. Are investors hoping against recession and market slump fooling themselves? Could music royalties be the key to recession-proof portfolios? And how can clients with kids bust back-to-school season stress? For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.